Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hey, welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Sahiba, and today we'll be talking about Never Ending Man, Glass, Llama Llama Red Pajama, and Volcanoes 3D. And first, we're going to begin talking with Benjamin about Never Ending Man. Welcome to the show, Benjamin. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, can you tell me a little bit about Never Ending Man and what is it about? Sure, this movie is about a, a director named Hayao Miyazaki. He's done uh, quite a few, a lot of film, a lot of um, notable animated movies uh, under his studio called Studio Ghibli. And then one day he decides to retire and the studio disbands. Um, and then the movie starts about, I'd say, a year after his retirement and sees him trying to make a new, new animated short film using CGI. When he per- when he previously used hand drawn animation. Oh wow, that is so cool! That it's about um the director or the maker of Studio Ghibli. So um, what did you think about the way that Hayao Miyazaki's story was told? I think it's cool. I am a fan of quite a few of his movies, and I think it's cool seeing him uh, at work. But at the same time, I thought the movie was a little disappointing. I felt like it wasn't very well put together as a movie, and uh, I had problems with how it was paced. It's fairly short. It's about an hour and 20 minutes, and it still felt kind of long to me. So, yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Okay. Oh, that's not good. But um, what did you think of the narration of um, NeverEnding Man? Uh, There's no narration in this movie. Oh, okay. So, um, was it told throughout Hayao Miyazaki's perspective? Kind of. Um, you never see the person who's filming the movie. Uh, it's a guy with a camera just following Hayao Miyazaki around for a while and some of his friends and talking to them. But, um, yeah, there's no real narration. It, I, the one thing I did appreciate about it is it is a little different from most documentaries um, and different from what you'd expect. Yeah, that is true. I thought that, you know, usually in documentaries you have that narration. But um, can you elaborate a little bit more on these um, sort of different perspectives or different unique things to this documentary? Um, yeah, sure. I will say this is part of some of the different things is considering you're seeing it from um, it's, it's filmed from the perspective of one, Hayao, one of Hayao Miyazaki's friends. Uh, a lot of the conversations feel more personal, um, since they're just between two people, and like it's from a certain perspective where you're uh, sort of in the action a little bit. Um, and from that aspect, that's a really interesting way to do a documentary. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is very different and sort of cool. So, what did you learn from watching um, this film about a filmmaker? Um, Hayao Miyazaki's approach. Uh, his movies have always looked pretty cool, but he's just got a very specific way of doing his movies, and in this case, a short. 
Like, he's very specific and kind of wants exact results from the CGI animators he's working with, which I thought was interesting, just seeing how uh, movies I've watched before are made. Yeah, I always find it so much fun to watch the behind the scenes and sort of see, like, take apart some of my favorite movies. And yeah, like you said, it always is really cool. And so Studio Ghibli films in themselves are very unique and different from usual animated and anime movies. So how do you see that aspect of Studio Ghibli in Hayao Miyazaki? Um... Well, you sort of get an understanding of um, how much work he put into the films he'd previously made and how much he loved making those movies. Um, part of the movie is sort of him dealing with the fact that he's left Studio Ghibli and that part of his life is over. Um, and that and in that way, it is it's kind of a sad movie because you know he's not doing what he loves anymore and is trying to find uh, another calling in life. Yeah, so um, what did you think of the cinematography? Was one of, was it one of the aspects that you think they could have improved on? Yeah, the camera the or the way the film is shot from that the, from the, the camera's perspective it's just a very shaky camera. Um, and I felt sometimes it was a little jarring to present your movie in this way. Um, and I think they could have just found a better, more controlled way to do it. Okay, I see. Um, you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Never Ending Man, Llama Llama Red Pajama, Glass, and Volcanoes in 3D. And so we're going to continue talking with Benjamin about Never Ending Man. So you just t- told me a little bit about how the cinematography was shaky and it would have been better they presented it in um, a less shaky way. Do you think that it could have been purposeful that they made it shaky to um, convey something? I mean, if they did, I didn't catch it. And uh, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I didn't really think about that. Okay, I see. Yeah, I, I understand that that could be really distracting. But um, so why do you think Hayao Miyazaki's story is being told now? Do you think it's um, somehow really prevalent to today? Um, not really. I just think, you know, his movies have gained a lot more traction, especially here in the U.S. Um, like a lot more people are familiar with his movies like My Neighbor Totoro or Spirited Away. Um, and, you know, now more people are likely to be interested in what he's doing with animation. Yeah, that's really true. I recently just became a fan of Studio Ghibli, so I'm one of those people, too. So what did you think of the music? Um, how were they in this aspect of the film? Um, I don't really have anything to say about the music, to be honest. I don't really remember anything. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, how about, how has your impression of Hayao Miyazaki changed after watching this and sort of being aware of who he was before? Um, I, yeah, it's sort of, I have a bigger appreciation for his movies considering how dedicated he is to them and, um, how much he's, he, how much responsibility he sees in making a movie that sort of represents his craft, I guess. Um, and 
also uh, just understanding not only he did he enjoy making these movies, but he really cared about how they looked and um, the quality. I see. Yeah. And so what would you say the message of um, this documentary is or the purpose of creating a documentary like this is? Um, don't lose sight of what you love doing. Uh, I think that over the course of this movie is uh, Hayao Miyazaki learning he probably shouldn't have left animation and closed down Studio Ghibli and um, preparing to make possibly another film. That's where the movie kind of leaves off. Um, I think from that aspect, you know, if you love doing something so much, uh, you shouldn't ignore your calling. You should go for it. Um, and, and if, uh, if you can still do it for, you know, the rest of your life or whatever, you know, keep at it. Awesome. And so you said that they sort of left off unfinished. If you, if they do make a sequel, what are some, um, improvements or different things you would like to see in that? Um, I'd like to see a better, uh, sense of direction and some better, better pacing, I also think uh, the movie is a little too short for to convey everything that um, I would have liked to see, but at the same time, I felt like it it felt a little unbalanced and pacing, and I would have liked it to be a little shorter. So uh, I can't really win there, but I think it would have been better as a TV series, personally, just to convey more information about Hayao Miyazaki. Okay, very interesting. That would be. Very cool. So, um, finally, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? I'm going to give this film an age rating of 8 to 18. I think fans of Studio Ghibli films will really enjoy this movie for the most part. And, um, yeah, there are just some dark themes in it, which I think younger kids would be a little confused by or slightly scared. Oh, okay. That's not good. But, um, so what would you give it for star rating? I'm going to give this movie two and a half out of five. I thought I didn't think it was bad, but at the same time, I was still disappointed with what I got overall. Okay. Well, it's been such a pleasure to talk with you, Benjamin, and I've learned a lot about this film, so thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Of course. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Let's take a break. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Red Pajama. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com to become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens, tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com and check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we're going to be talking about the films, the new film, Glass, and also we're going to be talking about Llama Llama Red Pajamas. Uh, Oscar nominations came out, so it is a big time for movies all around, but right now we're going to be talking to the wonderful Malika about a cinematic experience that's one for the ages. It's called Volcanoes 3D. Thank you so much, Malika, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So this um, this film, Volcanoes, Fires of Creation, is uh, is a documentary about like 500 active volcanoes around the Earth. And it seems fascinating because, of course, it's a documentary about, you know, volcanoes. What's not interesting about that? So um, I understand you did see this in 3D. I wonder how that experience was like. So tell us a little bit about it. The 3D was really good. It, the details were amazing. I felt like I could just reach out and touch the flames myself. And this totally changed my perspective on volcanoes. And, yeah. Now, this documentary is also very topical as well because it also tackles the recent volcano eruption that happened in, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, um, Kilauea, I don't know, in Hawaii? Yeah. So that that happened very recently. So it talks about the devastating effects that happened there. So tell us a little bit about how this film kind of captured those moments. I kind of got to see how the volcano erupted and went around the city and destroyed other homes uh, yeah and it's it certainly was a very tragic event that happened and it, it looked like i remember when i when i was on the news people called it um people called it um mordor and it was a fiery d- destruction it was it, it's 
it's really it's it's very interesting to see. Of of course, very tragic, but also fascinating to see what nature can do. So, um, mm-hmm. what did you think about the camera work in this film? The camera was amazing. It captured everything that you would see if you were in front of a volcano. All the explosions up close and the ash. Very good. So, um, of course, there's when we think of volcanoes, we think of of course lava, magma, ash, all that. But what about it? That really, how would you feel like it fueled the storytelling in this film? Carson Peter, he captures, he captures everything about this volcano, and there's so much depth that it just pulls you right in. The volcanoes are very unpredictable and very fascinating. The film was perfect. It was, I really enjoyed it. So, what kind of things did you learn in this movie? I learned about the ancient city Rome of Pompeii, um, the volcano Mount Vesuvius, buried the ancient city under a thick, like, thick lava. Then a group of explorers, they rediscovered it, and then they figured out that under all of that dust and debris, Pompeii was really perfect. Yeah, Pompeii. Sorry, go on. I also learned that um, volcanic ash provides nutrients for plants when they're surrounded by soil. Yeah, it's very interesting that something that's so, what you would consider like big, destructive, is also very helpful for the environment as well. I mean, I live, I come from Washington, and so we were next to, so I, I went to Mount St. Helens um, frequently for like um, field trips. And it's fascinating to see how that place was. It was a tragic event, but also all the life that surrounds that beautiful mountain that erupted. Yeah. So it's very interesting how na- nature is just fascinating in general. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. Today we're going to be talking about the fi- we're going to be talking about the films Glass, also Llama Llama Red Pajamas, and this show is sponsored by Llama Llama Red Pajamas. We're going to continue our conversation with the wonderful Malika about volcanoes, fi- volcanoes, fires of creation, 3D. So, Malika, why do you feel like this film is important to put on the big screen? I think this film is important because volcanoes play a vital role and a very important role in our, its existence, and it's very important for kids or anyone to really know about volcanoes. What kind of things do you feel like kids can gain from watching this movie? Um, can you say it again? Sorry, I can't really hear. What kind of things do you think kids can gain from watching this movie? I think that kids will really have appreciation for volcanoes and learn that they're not only like destructive and scary, but they can also be fascinating and very, they could learn from it. Definitely. Uh, Learning more about our lovely mother earth is absolutely, is crucial, especially, especially since volcanoes get this, this reputation of being thing of like mass destruction. And of course this, the title shows that it is fires of creation is, there, there was an importance to their existence on this planet. So what would you say is your favorite scene in this movie? My favorite scene is um, what I learned, basically, um, about the ancient city that was, um, that was covered in all the layers of lava and that underneath it was, um, underneath it was a beautiful city of Pompeii and how it was discovered. So what kind of new information did this film provide since Pompeii is it's a very famous event and now of course we're always rediscovering new things about it. So what kind of things did they uncover besides um, that it was under a very beautiful city? Um, they uncovered statues, buildings, um, and other skeletons from old people. I was fascinated that 
the city was pretty much perfect when they found it. That is fascinating. Uh, that it was, it was so. It was just under all this rock and magma, and under and under after they yeah. dug under it, it was just like perfectly put together. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. So, uh, how many stars would you give this film? I give this film five stars. It was interesting and fascinating. And what would you say is the age recommendation? I recommend this for ages eight to eighteen, and adults will enjoy this too. And who do you think would enjoy this film most? I think people who really want to learn about volcanoes and learn more about it. Perfect. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Malika, for talking about volcanoes, fires of creation. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Volcanoes, fires of creation in 3D. It's out in select theaters. There's different there's different centers that you can go check it out. So uh, look it up, see what's the closest theater that show it. And also, this is a film that you have to see on the big screen in 3D in order to really get your money's worth. So please go check it out. With that said, I am your host, Keeper Blakeslee. We're going to take a break. This show is sponsored by Llama Llama Red Pajamas. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Shh. Turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Never Ending Man and Volcanoes 3D. And next, we'll be talking with Ava about Llama Llama Red Pajama. Welcome to the show, Ava. Hello, thank you. Of course. So I am so excited to learn what Llama Llama Red Pajama is because just from the name, it sounds so adorable. So can you tell me a little bit about Llama Llama Red Pajama and what it's about? Well, it's about Llama and his friends. They're very curious and they always find a new adventure every episode. And usually, well, always it's in their hometown and they make a lot of memories there. And sometimes there's a few problems, but some, most of the times they try to get around them. 
sounds like fun. And so, how did watching the series make you feel? It made me feel, well, like, I don't know, like I should pay more attention to, like, the life lessons because Llama and his mama, they're very curious and they always do these things and they really help learning less with learning lessons and I feel like I should pay more attention to that. Awesome. And so what did you think of the voice acting of um, Llama and his mama? Well, it was okay. It was interesting. It was like decent, but it didn't really match with what the, what the animation looked like. It looked a little bit different, but it was all right. Okay, so would you also, do you also mean that the lip sync was sort of off with the animation? and? Yeah, it was a little bit off, but it was okay. Okay, and so next, what did you think of the animation? Um, it, It's like normal animation. It's pretty good, normal for like kids or any age, and I think it just goes really well with everything no glitches or anything it's like pretty decent animation was there anything special about the animation in particular Mm, it kind of just looked like normal animation you'd find on tv okay and so what did you think about the music I really liked the music, especially in the beginning, because it got me more into the mood to watch Llama Llama Red Pajama. Cool. And so I know earlier you mentioned life lessons. Are these lessons um, tuned towards younger audiences who are um, like elementary school and how, you know, they should behave? Or is it for everyone? Um, Definitely for kids like in elementary school or school and younger because um usually when you get older you already know these life lessons but for little kids you might they might not know it and I think that they'd like younger kids would like this film and I think watching the lessons would help them awesome and what are some of these lessons in the episode like you can't get everything you want and You can't always trust superstitions, like not everything's going to be lucky or this is your lucky charm when it's really not. And just to behave out in public and how to share and stuff. Oh, those are important and very sweet life lessons. And so what did you think of the way that the stories were told in every episode? Were they very um, intriguing? Um... I wish that the problem, so in each episode there was a problem that they tried to get around, but I wish that they were more serious than, like, I lost my stuffed animal, even though um, it might be very important. I just wish that the problems were a little more serious, but besides that, it was it was a good series. Okay, cool. And so you said that one of the episodes, it was that he lost his stuffed animal. Were they um, still able to make the storyline engaging despite the sort of less serious topic? Yeah, they did a lot of interesting things during this 
episode when they lost it, they found the time to put things in so that Llama would forget about it and he'd have it in the morning. So they did a lot of activities in between. Awesome. And were there other characters other than Llama and his mom? And if so, did you have a favorite one? Um, yeah, there, he had a lot of friends, Nellie and Luna the giraffe. And I'm not sure how to pronounce this, like, Euslid or something, the sheep, and Gilroy the goat. And they always find new adventures together, and they're very curious. And my favorite one is probably Nellie, and Fuzzy is his one of his best friends, but he's his stuffed animal. Awesome. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Neverending Man, Volcanoes 3D, and I'm going to continue talking with Ava on Lava Lava Red Pajama. So you just told me who your favorite character is, Nellie, right? So yeah. uh, why is Nellie your favorite character? Well, because she's kind of sassy and she's very outgoing and brave and curious, very curious just like most of the other characters well that sounds awesome (laughs) so was there anything that you disliked or thought maybe they could improve in the film um yeah like i said before the lip syncing was kind of off and more serious problems but again this is for younger children and i think maybe well yeah that's all it was pretty good besides that. That's good. And so did you have a favorite episode? Yes. My favorite episode is Llama Llama Shopping Drama because um, Llama, this one was kind of a big lesson because so he was not in the mood to go shopping and his mom needed to go get some groceries. And so he kind of acted out and threw a tantrum because he was throwing things and he just was not in the mood to go shopping. Oh, that's cute. And so how was this resolved? Was his mom sort of able to handle the situation or? Yeah, if I were the mom, I wouldn't act as how she was. But again, this is for like little younger kids and she handled it pretty good for this topic or what he was doing and it all ended up pretty well awesome and so what is something you would say that was very special to this tv show um compared to some of the other tv shows i've seen or series um the characters are more like outgoing and a little more curious um, and they're, yeah, they're very curious, and there's a few more characters that act differently and more outgoing than, again, some of the other episodes of other series I've watched. Oh, and so I'm curious, does every episode follow a very similar story arch, or are they all relatively different? Um, they're kind of all the same because 
there's always a problem. There's, like, a beginning, everything's fine, and then in the middle, that's where, like, the problem starts happening, and then usually it gets solved in the end. So, yeah, they're kind of all like that. Awesome. And did you have a favorite part, like, of this individual um, sort of story arc? Um, not necessarily, but my favorite episode, like I said before, is Llama Llama Shopping Drama. Cool. And finally, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? Um, my age recommendation is 2 to 18 because, well, 2 to like any age because this is for probably younger kids, I don't know, because it teaches them more lessons and when you're older you kind of know these lessons, but I enjoyed it, and I feel like any other age would, too. And my star rating is 4 out of 5 because it had a good plot and everything. It taught a good lesson, which was, like, to keep trying, and you can do anything if you put your mind to it. And sometimes you just have to be patient. And I also think that it's 4 out of 5 because... Um, I just felt like I wanted a little bit more serious problems, like I think I said before, um, and it would just get me more into the story or scene, but besides that, it was decent. Nice. It's been such a pleasure and so much fun to talk with you, Ava. Thank you. You too. Of course. Thank you so much. And so be sure to check out Llama Llama Red Pajama on DVD. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Red Pajama. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events 
to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hello and welcome back to the program kids first coming attractions i am your host Tifa Blakesley. we just done we just got done talking about llama llama red pajamas which is also our sponsor for today's radio show today we're going to end the show with abraham talking about the, the new Third installment of an unexpected trilogy, Glass. Thank you so much for being on the show, Abraham. Pleasure being here. So this film is a continuation of Split and M. Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable. So he's back with all three fantastic actors, James McAvoy, Bruce Willis, and of course the Samuel L. Jackson. So with a plot like this, with so much build-up, it's been like 19 years since the first, yeah. the first one. So we've been waiting a lot. We would, well... We actually haven't been waiting. We haven't. We haven't thought we've been waiting this long, but we did um, for a sequel. So it's here. What did you think about it, sir? Since you just saw Split, I thought it was entertaining to watch, and overall, is a pretty decent movie. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. So meh. Yeah, which is a little bit disappointing for it being. Yeah, made. it was a bit. It was a bit disappointing. I feel that's a shame. Well, what, what made it so disappointing? I think the fact that it felt like three different movies for each of the characters was a bit strange. Like, the first part of the movie was David Dunn's movie or the Bruce Willis's character. The second part was the Beast movie, and the last part was Mr. Glass's movie. And it was, it was because, like, the first part was uh, David Dunn tracking down the Beast. The second part was the Beast helping Mr. Glass escape. And then the third part was Mr. Glass's final reveal. So it, was, it just felt really separated from each area. That's interesting. So you thought that maybe if, it, if they did like go Marvel and have Glass have his own film and then the three come together for probably a film? You thought that? Yeah. Could Instead uh, of having three different like feels in this movie itself. It did feel strange to put, for them to all three come together already. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like uh, I feel like it could have worked because Glass did have quite a bit of screen time in Unbreakable, so we yeah. kind of know about the character enough to maybe like have them all together. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, but it's it's interesting, especially since I don't know. I'm not the big M Night Shyamalan fan. I mean, he's kind of he's one of those directors who's gotten a, very big with um, Sixth with, Sense. With Sixth Sense, there it is. That's it. 
And then he kind of fallen from grace. And then he made The Visit, which was like, okay, that's pretty good. Then he made yeah. Split. Okay, now we're going. Now we're getting somewhere. And then Glass. Uh, come back. Oh, no. Oh, no. So yeah. I, I hope it's not a downward spiral from him because I, I genuinely think he can be a good director and storyteller. He's an amazing director. It's just whenever someone tries to, whenever someone expects something from him or has a bit of pressure, like someone's excited for one of his movies, it just goes downhill because he doesn't do well under pressure. If you've noticed, like Sixth Sense was un, like unheard of and he did well because no one expected it. Unbreakable was also unheard of because everyone just heard about him and that did really well. And then after that, it just went downhill because everyone was like, oh, he's the next Spielberg. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's what kind of happened with the entire M. Night Shyamalan business, I guess. And then once everyone was like, oh, he's not that great, he started doing well again. It is true. And I feel like Glass is a lot of pressure on Glass, which is a shame. Yeah. Because it's... You know, you, you don't you don't want to put that pr- much pressure on a guy, but um, honestly, you got to, as a director, just as a filmmaker, you have to deal with that pressure in order to make a good movie. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, he can bounce back from this. I uh, I've heard some people, some friends of mine, who've seen it, who love Unbreakable and Split, and they actually enjoyed it. So I don't think it's it's not. Uh, no, no, I'm not saying it's bad or anything. It just felt a bit strange and and like yeah. split. <laughs> yeah. Um. I really enjoyed the movie. I think everyone should see it if they've seen Unbreakable or Split, Split or even both. And it's a great movie to see. I'm just saying it has its flaws. Mm-hmm. And since you haven't seen Unbreakable, you just saw Split. Do you think going into, do you think still people who haven't seen any of the other films could still maybe enjoy this? Or do you feel like this is for the fans? Um, I feel this is more for the fans. I still enjoyed it because I saw Split and I was like, oh, there's another movie called Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. And I still need to see it. I'm really excited to see it. I, I've watched like a recap on Unbreakable by IGN, nine minutes, I mean, six minutes, summarize, split, and Unbreakable. So I kind of know the premise. So you don't need to, I guess. Yeah. But I think it's better for the fans. I agree. This is, uh, I know a lot of friends of mine, because uh, I work in a movie theater, who have been, who love Unbreakable with a passion and for them to get somewhat of a sequel was split, not knowing that, which, but by the way, that's, that may sound like a spoiler, but at this point you should know. Yeah, so I know. Once they saw Bruce Willis at the end of Split, they were like, no way. It was kind of like with um, Ridley Scott and Prometheus. Like that was a, it was supposed to be a sequel. Like that was a, it was a good twist. And that was great to have. So. Yeah. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley. Today, we just got done talking about Llama Llama Red Pajamas, also our sponsor for today. And we also can continue our conversation with Abraham about the new film, Glass. Now, as mentioned before, we have great actors in here, especially the queen of all queens, Sarah Paulson. Um, please tell us, t- uh, tell us about the acting in this film. I think ja- James McAvoy's performance as the Beast definitely stood out. Again, He's he flawlessly, like, transfers between each personality which i i congratulate it's hard to do 23 different uh personalities even though it's mostly just three of them but i think that was my favorite part and he's probably definitely the best actor in this movie and you would think like for a premise of uh, he has 23 personalities you think it'd be kind of like get old you know what i mean kind of like like be a gimmick like okay we have a good actor showing off but in Split, it was, like you said, it's seamless. And it's great that it transfers yeah. over in this film. Yeah. What, what do you think about like, Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis, since, of course, they're fantastic as well? 
I thought that Samuel L. Jackson's performance was really good as well because he's probably because he's not necessarily used to playing this like calm, reserved character. He's usually that, that loud, not ob- obnoxious, but just loud in general like character that he's used to playing. And this was very different, which I liked. And it showed Samuel L. Jackson could do something different. If you dare say that Samuel L. Jackson is always always is crazy, I was strike down with vengeance and furious anger. I'm kidding. Um, Pulp Fiction reference, kids, ask your parents. Um, anyway, um, but of course, also Sarah Paulson is also great in this film as well, I hear, because she plays a psychiatrist, and she's always yeah. great. Um, what did you think about her character and her addition to the whole I thought that she was good. I didn't necessarily think she was like the best, like the best performance in this film. Okay. She was good though. She was interesting. Like her her motivation to do this was interesting at the end, and I thought she did a pretty good job overall. Good. Now, of course, we can't like go into depth about it, but yeah. what, one thing that even if you're an, if you're a fan of M.I. Shyamalan or if you're not a fan, you do have to admit that he is a man of twists. Yes, so, yes. without giving anything away, if you had to rank the twist of this film, the ending, um, from a scale to 1 to 10, um, 10 being sixth sense, like, whoa, I did not see that coming, or 1, I don't know, Avatar, Last Airbender, how was the twist in this film? Um, I know, I know, that was, a, that was a low blow to him, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, probably, like, 8, definitely an 8. It was really, the twist was... It wasn't ex- unexpected, but it was nonetheless pretty cool. I didn't expect it because I'm not really an M. Night Shyamalan person. I haven't watched any of his movies besides Split and The Sixth Sense. So, Sequel? Question mark? Or was that a big of a spo- is that too much of a spoiler? Uh, that's not really a spoiler. Uh, I can't really say that. All right, no, we won't say it. We won't say it. Don't worry. We are, we, no spoilers whatsoever. So we may get a sequel. We may not get a sequel. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> watch the movie. Watch the movie. Watch it. Watch it. Yeah. Either way, I feel like I agree with you. Whatever you see on Rotten Tomatoes, what do you see? Whatever you see on the review boards, I'm still gonna go see it because I just want to see how it ends or if it doesn't. Yes. End. Everyone should go watch it. Don't care about the reviews. Just just watch this film. It's gonna be. It's like. Has there been any like last films that have been badness? Like. Like ending like underwhelming just, like like changes to a franchise. Yeah, I'm like Godfather Part Three maybe. Yeah, nah. Just my conclusion is go watch it. Okay. It's a uh, great movie. How many stars would you give this film? What'd you say is the age range? Um, age range for stars, I would give it three point five out of five stars. Plenty of flaws, but still nonetheless a great movie. And age range, it's pretty violent and pretty creepy. So I'd give it fourteen, ages fourteen to eighteen. But it's it's more of an adult movie, so adults will enjoy as well. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Abraham, for talking about the new film Glass. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure being here. This film is out in theaters now, so please go check it out. With that said, I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. Thank you so much for listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Be sure to check out our latest reviews and DVD releases and also red carpet and press junket events on our website, www.kitspiss.org. Also check out our YouTube channel for more videos and content. Um, Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well and like and subscribe and all that good stuff. With that said, thank you so much for listening and...
The Oscars are just around the corner, so we will see you for the Oscars radio show. See you next time. for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.